0: And welcome to Down With The Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down With The Browns.
1: I'm back, baby. What is up, fellas? See, I I had something, I was going to say something, and then I just saw the pit vipers, and I'm just, yeah, just, just at a loss for words.
2: Exactly. Well, Christian, you're looking—you're looking pretty cool tonight, um, yeah. I must Top say, range. and I'm—I'm—I'm um, I'm I'm at a loss for words because you're uh, bringing cool back to down with the Browns, and you know what? And in Columbus, knows okay. cool, and uh, you're in the cool club tonight, my man. Oh yeah,
0: and you know, I appreciate that, and you know what that means? It's time for breakhead news.
2: It's breakhead news. That's right, sir. It is time. This is Anthony Columbus with your down with the Browns Very good news. Miles Garrett just concluded his youth football camp this past week. Fortunately, his featured guest, Mason Rudolph, could not be present. And from all accounts, this did not put a dent in the camp's fun. Mandatory minicamp starts this week for our Cleveland Browns. And with the heat index soaring, and it is soaring and hot out there. Guys, check your ACs, because it's going to be a hot one this week. It's going to be hotter. Than Baker Mayfield's 2021 season. Well, at least all two games. <laughs> and finally, and finally, with Manny's absence this week, he's joining Mac and Christian in the Down with the Browns. Don't show up on Game Day Club. I guess I'm the only adult here. That's right, this is Eddie in Columbus you're with your Down with the Browns. Very good news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'll accept it. I'll accept it.
2: You're looking cool. You made up for it. You made up for it. You know you missed last week. I understand you were on, on assignment, but you come back with the pit vipers looking cool like you are. I, I got nothing to say. You're doing your thing.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm just gonna let Mac take away this next segment.
1: So, gonna- with everything that's going going on, um, you know, with the Deshaun Watson cases, eventually we have to address the elephant in room. We have to talk about it. Um, so I've looked around. Um, I've known this guy for a while now um and he followed pretty much the um the johnny depp and amber heard trial very well so i figured to bring in a professional to talk about this because i i just wanted an informed opinion of the situation so ladies and gentlemen walter depp touch is coming to down with the browns what's up walter how's it going what you guys? guys what's up what's
3: up that's right my name is walter i am a lawyer in new jersey and new york but i don't really do much in new york i just hang out next to new york i am bored there uh but i am i'm telecasting from new jersey uh browns fan from new jersey strangely enough uh other than that yeah uh, i've been paying attention to a lot of the deshaun watson case uh both the criminal and the civil aspects of it and uh Dude, it's a crazy case Uh, Now we also get the New York Times article That comes out last week That's like, by the way, here's all this other details 66 massage therapists In 17 months Like Back when it was 40, it was like, that's a lot Now it's 66 17 months That's like, if he wasn't doing dirty things To them, I would have still had a lot of questions Like, even if you just said This guy sees 66 massage therapists In 17 months I would be kind of confused, no matter what but, yeah, uh, I, I've looked over most of the complaints. Or actually, it's a weird thing. Texas uses petitions on civil cases, which is not like most states call them. Compl- like, petition and complaint are just basically the same kind of thing. They're basically pleadings. Usually petition, you use them more in bankruptcy and workers' comp. Uh, and then usually civil trial cases, you use complaints, which... There's really not a difference, just a pleading for a uh, plaintiff's side. It was just an interesting thing that I noticed when I started looking into all this. I've looked through most of the the plaintiff's uh, pleadings on this so far. I'm still like only about halfway through because there's 24 now. <laughs> <laughs> Your volume <you're wrong. laughs> you went up
2: a bit. It went up a bit yeah. in volume.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot. It was, uh, well, I, I mean, most of them were filed last year around April. So by the time we got to the end of April about I think 21 or 22 of them had already been filed Um, and then we added two more in recent weeks which was uh, after the real sports uh, segment with uh, Ashley Solis who was one of the first two plaintiffs in it. I'll try not to use their names just because people get really weird with that on the internet and then they go ahead and they try to find the people even though it's like public info I try to avoid that. Uh, I've been using numbers as to when they filed but so at least went on real sports i have no problem saying her name because she's been she did a couple of interviews has kind of been the face of the trial uh and so the her i think a lot of the the last two ones that came forward at least one of them had said in their complaint that or their petition so so i will i'll make the mistake of calling it a complaint a few times so because i'm just saying it from jersey uh, civil trial practice but i'll go ahead and it's basically the same concept which is you are pleading to the court you that's your you're starting an action in court mm-hmm. and that's your initial pleading as a plaintiff and so like the the 23 and 24 they filed their uh, compl- uh their petitions i'm telling you right now i'm gonna make this mistake 32 times it's <laughs> gonna keep saying complaint doesn't matter how many times i filed these uh uh but um so yeah it, in their petition they actually cited the uh the real sports interview and we found out a lot of details because tony busby, busby had a lot of uh, um, I, I would say fun trying to insert new details into the media via the petitions knowing that people were going to go ahead and like be like oh we got to go check out the petitions and then he inserted in some of the stuff from the depositions and then we heard some stuff from the new york times article um, the New York Times article had a lot of interesting details. Partially, you know, we learned a lot of stuff about the massage therapist. We also found out a couple of extra therapists who didn't file um, file lawsuits. In fact, now I think we're up to three that didn't file lawsuits at all that uh, Jenny Varentes has spoken to, who's the person who did the New York Times article. She did the Sports Illustrated article last year that had to do with a massage therapist who, again, didn't file a lawsuit. Came forward. Uh, that story was interesting because I think it was the first time I heard any of the stories firsthand, and that was one where, mis- again, Watson acted a little weird. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she came forward more as a way to say, "Listen, I just want people to know. Like, I don't have a financial aspect in this." He acted really weird in front of me as well. Something with that case was he was like thrusting his hips. You know, I'm going back to a year now when that was that story came up, mm-hmm. but um. He, he just kind of got very um, excited and started thrusting his hips in the air and she kind of th- did not like how that whole thing went down but she wasn't filing a lawsuit we had two more that were mentioned in the New York Times article and then again we also found out stuff about the grand jury investigation and I've done a couple of interviews and in, in, uh, in videos on the grand jury uh, coming back as a no bill and I thought that was weird because in Texas if you read through a lot of these petitions, uh, a lot of these uh, allegations probably wouldn't have even amounted to sexual assault in Texas. They have very strict sexual assault laws in Texas. They they introduced a new law about five or six years ago called Indecent Assault, which is a misdemeanor and what a lot of these cases probably would have fallen under. And that was why it was a little weird that they, they even went to a grand jury because in Texas you don't have to go To a grand jury for a misdemeanor. Same thing in New Jersey and New York. Anything that's not a year,
1: uh, I I, I talk way too much. Yeah, no, no, no. And and I don't mean to cut you off, Walter, but I I wanted to retouch on that grand jury, because it seems like there's a huge misconception about what it does and like how it affects the case here. Can you can you run the audience through that? Um, like what it looks like and what it means to be either guilty or innocent in you, you know, in front of a grand jury?
3: So uh, the way I would put it is, the grand jury was a process that they came up with about two hundred something, three hundred years ago. It's, it's an existing uh-huh. process that's existed, and it's an ex parte process, meaning that it's just the prosecutor. The prosecutor uh-huh. comes in, and usually, the prosecutor just brings in all the evidence that works for the prosecutor. Goes, hey, you know what? Uh, I heard, uh, you know, they'll take some of the statements, maybe if it's, you know, if they have anything from. Uh, nowadays they'll introduce social media to the grand jury they uh but any evidence the police reports or whatever uh they'll go in before the grand jury sometimes they'll have the police officers testify before the grand jury but it's just the prosecutor there is no representation of the defendant in a grand jury process um And every couple of years, you'll hear things about grand juries and people, you know, you heard a lot of it about five or six years ago with uh, Black Lives Matter and Eric Garner, uh, the New York uh, case where the guy... um I think the video went viral with the police officer on the, I think they were on top of the guy and not okay. trying to relitigate that issue, but it was just, it was another time where people talked a lot about grand juries about five years. Was, ago. Wasn't he said.
2: the one, wasn't he the one that was with the he had a cigarette or something? It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was the Lucy's.
3: Something. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was, he was selling Lucy's or yeah. To, yeah something like that. And, uh, and again, like that was a case where, um, I believe there's still. I, I think they still had a civil case anyway, but it came back no bill from the grand jury in New York. So this is not just a strictly Texas thing. It happens all around. Um, and in this, again, like I said before, it's a process that's really provided. Like it's the prosecutor going before uh, basically, and the grand jury is just an impanelled group of people. They do it for x amount of weeks at a time, maybe a couple of months. They do it one day a week. Um, I had a friend of mine who sat on the federal grand jury in Newark, New Jersey, and he had to go once a month uh, to uh, to go every Friday for it. So, but basically, they go in, they go, they read out the evidence, and then they decide if there's enough uh, evidence. Which the uh, the evidentiary standard for an indictment is probable cause, which is the same for them to search your car. It's the same for them to get a search warrant. So it's kind of it's a really low bar. Is that is it is probable that there's something? criminal going on here now that doesn't mean that you know it's a lot of times uh just because you you do or don't do something like your your evidentiary bar is here it doesn't mean that that's what a prosecutor wants to have when they it's don't the do probability the case. of
2: winning the probability of winning has a lot to do with it i think
3: yeah like a, especially in this case where you have i think it was only about 10 people came forward of the 22 that that we currently know of um actually it's not even 10 of the 22 it was eight of the 22 and then there were two more criminal complaints that did not file civil cases so you had about 10 different people but again when you read through all the petitions when you hear the stories that have come out a lot of them didn't sound like they would amount for you know some kind of sexual assault charge they sounded like they would be enough for indecent assault um, there's at least one allegation there that could have counted to human trafficking because he flew somebody in from Georgia and met with her and paid for her to come to Texas and met with her in a hotel room. So there were questions as to human trafficking. I don't know if she met with the prosecutor. Uh, I believe it was in Harris County. So and that was where nine of them were heard. And I think there the other grand jury, the one other grand jury was a different county. Um, but again, it's a it's a very. Basic process. It's not usually something that's considered really onerous to get over, um, and usually also when you don't get an indictment on a felony, usually if they still wanted to charge you, they would still charge you with a misdemeanor. So, like I'm saying, like you know, they probably still would have charged them with uh, indecent exposure or indecent, uh, indecent assault. Though I think indecent exposure as well in some of these cases. Um, For instance, I've had drug charges in New Jersey that they will send them to grand jury and then they'll come back as a no bill. And what they do is they reduce it down to um, because there's no technical misdemeanor for certain drug possession in New Jersey. They'll reduce it down to what's called a possession uh, possession with uh, a failure to turn over. There's, there's okay. possession with the intent to, and then there was a failure to turn over. Failure to turn over is the misdemeanor version of it. Weird phrase for failure to turn over drugs to the police is basically Here's what they're drugs. saying. Here's
2: my
0: drugs. Yeah.
3: Failure to turn over the drugs to the police is what they call it. It's a weird phrasing because they don't have like misdemeanor heroin possession and misdemeanor uh, amphetamine possession. So what they do is they just calculate, they, they, all these other ones fall into this category. So but then that's usually what happens. They'll come back. They'll give you this misdemeanor charge that in New Jersey is weirdly phrased. And I don't know why they do it like that. And our drug laws only recently been kind of getting changed over the last couple of years. But again, so with the grand jury, it's really more of a base level process. It's it's almost usually entirely by the prosecutor it's usually just evidence by the prosecutor presented by the prosecutor and they don't have to present exculpatory evidence and usually they don't in this case it sounds like they did um and in other cases they do because maybe they don't want to take the case to trial maybe because they're saying okay well we know this is going to come in so there's different reasons why they might provide exculpatory evidence they might say I don't want to be the face of the reason why this didn't go forward. So let's go to the grand jury and I'll provide the exculpatory evidence and then they'll get the blame. And because it's a confidential process, they don't know.
2: I have a I have a question. And yes, I'm wearing this awesome merchandise down with the Browns and in Columbus with a tie so so a t-shirt with a tie so Walter I apologize I'm not as crazy as I appear but I do I do have a question and this is from the
1: is
3: it about the denim jacket because I get them indoors and everything it's just kind of more of a look thing
1: that's a beautiful <laughs> look you're beautiful that's so beautiful I <laughs> oh, thank you I mean it's better than wearing a t-shirt and a tie so <laughs> it is it absolutely, it absolutely I mean is. it worked yeah. for Avril
3: Levine in like the early 2000s um,
2: I was I liked Skater Boy that was good stuff Avril Levina, you know good, Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: But, but, but to the legality questions in
2: Cleveland we we have a lot of people arguing on Twitter and in the media and everything with Deshaun. Now, there's a lot of people that are outraged, and it's more of a, it's more of a PR thing because I, 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 you're a lawyer. I want your, your, your take on this. And so Deshaun Watson is a grand jury did not indict him. There's two grand juries that did not indict him. So if I walk down the street and Deshaun walks down the street, w- would that be the same as if, say, Deshaun was had charges? pressed on him and he was found not guilty so so we got three people we got to not 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 grand jury indicted like he is current sh- Deshaun. we got to that got in got went through a jury went went through a trial but was found not guilty and myself we're walking down the street in the eyes of the law not not the pr but the eyes of the law we're all the same. We we we're, we're all you know. I'm saying is that correct? It, shouldn't it be by, by law enforcement and how we're treated? If you're found not guilty of something, if you're never indicted on something, or somebody like me who hasn't committed any crime and we're just walking down the street, in the eyes of the law, we're the same. Is that not, I mean that that's correct, right?
3: Yeah, and how the state handles you and how the federal yes. government handles there you. Should and be how, no, there should be yeah. no
2: bias towards you from your employer from any or for anything because legally you did nothing wrong from from a legal standpoint.
3: Well, currently there's still 24. Well, civil I know that lawsuits, has to. So I know that has. That's to play a different. Out. So that has to play out. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, so yeah. I, I, what I'll say is, is that there is a difference between social and yes. and criminal. Criminal is the government is going ahead and sending you to jail. Right. Yes. Criminal is you have now a charge on your permanent record that says you did this illegally. The reason this. the reason I'm bringing it
2: up is because when I see people on Brown's Twitter attacking and, and eviscerate each other, which some of it's funny, look, guys, the Brown's Twitter, if you want to go after each other. I'm in Columbus. I love the Cleveland Browns. If you want to attack each other? Do it. Just do it <laughs> wittingly and, and don't attack each other's personal looks or anything like that. Other than that, go after each other. It's fun entertainment. But my, my point is this. They're arguing in a, in a PR standpoint, which in, but but when, when I say, look. I don't want to get involved, I want to talk football, and, and legally, he's the same as me. He's, just right now, Deshaun Watson's status legally is the same as mine. There's no, you know, until something happens, or there's something, you know, some, some finale to it, then, then, then why can't we just chill and just let it play out, I guess? I guess that's my whole argument with this, is just chill until let the legal process play out. And when I get that answer, don't attack me and like I'm, I'm insensitive or something. I just want to talk about football.
3: I mean, I agree with you on that. I think there's a difference between how you, like, waiting to see how it plays out. And also, I think there could be people who have issues with how the Browns handled everything. Because... Like I personally was hoping he would be innocent. Like even before he was a Brown, like I covered this before he was a Browns player. Before there was before the twinkle in Andrew Barry's eye, I talked about this case. Uh, so I I always kind of sat there and said, listen, there could be a thing of maybe it's somewhere in the in between. Maybe it wasn't. May you know, maybe he didn't sexually assault people, but maybe he did some things that maybe you shouldn't do. There's a long range of things you, he could be. You know, that could be in between A and B. Um, yeah. You can still have problems with how the Browns approach things, and you can also be aware of how the NFL approaches things. Like, for instance, you don't have to be guilty for the NFL to punish you. And we saw that with Zeke Elliott. We saw that with Ben Roethlisberger. And also as a Browns fan, we're well aware of how people talked about Ben Roethlisberger for the last 10 years. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I, never,
2: I, heard <laughs> yep. it, I heard it, but I never said it. I never said uh-huh. i heard
1: it, though. Yeah. Well, well, Walter, and I, I apologize because I already asked you this question weeks ago. But I have to repeat it because I, I want to hear your answer and have you tell these guys. Um, so I asked you a while ago when andrew barry was in this press conference right he said this was a this was this odyssey you know know, that they hired a legal counsel investigators and they looked into this but one of the things that they're heavily criticized on is that they didn't talk to any of the any of the defendants now andrew barry said you know that he was advised by his legal counsel to not talk to the defendants because it would interfere with the investigation um can you touch on that
3: Yeah, so I remember us having this conversation. So here's the thing. I'm going to call... Um, a good degree of BS on that. First off, because I, I there's, I think maybe where we could start off with that is maybe they had talked to their legal counsel before Deshaun Watson became available. So remember, they had done this investigation almost five months, like about, like I think now we're hearing it, they started this look into Deshaun Watson into November. So maybe the one thing I'll give Andrew Barry the benefit of the doubt on because again, I'm a, I'm an Andrew Barry fan up until this point. Again, because I think some people could have issues on the process for this. Um, and this is one of the issues I had a process on where it is, I know my one area I'll give him the benefit of that was maybe he said talk to those lawyers earlier in the process and they said don't reach out to them I think you had time after it came back no bill to where there was no criminal indictment so that you're not hindering a police investigation all you have to do is give somebody a phone call and say hey can we talk to them for five minutes and it's, or can they do a Skype interview or again you reach out to their attorney and a good again, another dozen of these plaintiffs had not filed a criminal complaint as of that moment, at at all during this case. So we know that there's at least a dozen out there who talking to them would not have been hindering a police investigation and in fact, now we are finding out that the prosecutor in Harris County who handled nine of the ten complaining witnesses, uh, we found out that she did not allow the police to talk to the other dozen or so individual witnesses that have filed civil lawsuits. So we know that there were people who didn't have criminal lawsuits going. It really sounded more of like we're trying to put up a wall of like, ah, you know what? This is probably a little bit of BS kind of deal because again, like there was a dozen who weren't and also reaching out to their attorney wouldn't have been a problem. Now I think more of that is, is when you are now in the process of we have like three or four days to do this do we really want to be reaching out to Tony Busby? And then all of a sudden he leaks the media. Although let's be real here. Everybody knew by the time they went to go meet up with Deshaun Watson, they were looking into trading for Deshaun Watson because it was leaked like on Saturday. Like yeah. I, there was literally, I remember that week very well. Cause I remember doing, I remember the, the no bill coming back on Friday and that was March 11th. And I literally did like, I think two videos that day on it because I was on another show, and then I went ahead and did my own video on it. And then literally the next day, we're seeing Twitter reports of, oh, the Browns are in on Deshaun Watson. So- well,
0: that Saturday, the 12th, was when we traded for Amari Cooper, and we are like, oh, Baker has his weapon. And then the Deshaun Watson stuff to the Browns starts hitting up. They're like, oh, they got Amari Cooper for Deshaun Watson. And we're like, eh, that's not true. I remember me and Mac was like, hey, that's not true. And well, and we at that point, I think it was already. St-
3: there were already m- ru- rumors at that point too. Like there, there was literally yeah. the the little. I think who's the one? Andrew Will, uh, Wilson? Um, mm-hmm. he's a Texans guy. Uh, and I think he's also now tied to Pro Football Network. He was talking about this, and he's usually not one of those guys who just kind of like leak out information that's not like kind of verified. So when he yeah. was talking about Aaron Wilson, my, I might be getting the names wrong here. So many names now on the Twitterverse with, uh, with reporting on stuff. And then, oh, that's I, got, why this I got two
2: underscores in my name. I put two underscores in my name for that very reason. I don't want to
3: do that. That'll distinguish cute. you. Yes, the two yeah. underscores. Yes. Double underscore works a lot as Thank far you. as people remember the double underscore. They'll be like, wait, the guy had two underscores, different parts of the name. And, Ed <laughs> underscore in underscore Columbus. Thank Not you. to be confused with Ed underscore underscore in Columbus. You get it. That's oh. what Walter.
2: You, you're you're yeah. definitely you've got to be successful in what you do because your logic <laughs> and your think, your thought process is, is spot on.
1: Thank you. So so we well, well, have one last question here, yeah. um, and it's it it it's just nuts because it 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 almost seems like and I want to be fair and balanced here. There's a huge case. Well, case is here against Deshaun Watson. So what does his defense look like after all of this information comes out? <laughs> like, if, if you were in his defense, what would that look like?
3: I would have told them all to shut up three weeks ago. Why are you guys all talking? Half the freaking problem right now, half the reason why there's two more plaintiffs is because Deshaun Watson said something in his in his presser. You say, you go to your presser, you say, I can't talk about it. No comment. I am in the middle of a civil case. I am not discussing it right now. I don't care how many of you Cleveland uh, reporters want to catch me off the guard and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't. Why is his attorney running around saying uh, getting hand jobs are okay as long as you don't pay extra for them? Why is the other attorney going on Real Sports with Brian Gumble and saying, oh, well, she saw multiple other attorneys before she saw Buzzby." Busby. So what? I'm sure Deshaun Watson did before he hired Rusty Harden. Oh, yep, what's with yep. this whole, oh, well, he had all the plaintiffs are represented by the same attorney. Yeah, because they all heard, wait a second, the same attorney's taking these cases and they went, this guy's handling this already. He's familiar with the facts. I don't have to go look for my own. I, like, is it shocking that that they, there's not one that went to another? Not really, but like, okay, maybe I would have expected one or two to go to a different attorney. Maybe because they didn't trust that Harden would have, not Harden, Busby would have all their interests in the same spot, but they all did. So I don't like that doesn't mean anything though. Oh, yeah, because also, these, like yeah, when you class action like those
2: those women, for, for you, why would you get your own attorney and stuff? It's it's harder for Deshaun Watson. Eventually it's gonna lead to probably I mean cash, let's be real. So if you add your name to the class action lawsuit, it just puts more pressure on Deshaun Watson to just settle and be done with it. And so it's just easier that way. So I, I definitely agree with that. So so I, I I agree that Busby should have shut his mouth and he made it e- it
3: made it easier to pull the two point Well, Harden. hardened, hardened you 20- Busby also, Busby actually that was my initial problem with Busby was that Busby did say a lot of things in the media yeah. he was the one who announced it via Instagram and to me that was very weird as an attorney because like I would never announce my client's case via Instagram like it's always Twitter everybody it's a it's yeah, right where, right, like, right. Like, Come on. that's that's where all the reputable attorneys announced it is no but my point is that it was very <laughs> weird that he did that like it was I and that's where I had my issues with Busby and then Harden going out there and going on three different like going on radio shows and stuff that's not helping your client yeah, like the uh, number one thing you tell your client is shut up and don't say anything. Well, why are you going on radio shows and going like, "Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say things that probably don't sound exactly great
1: for my client?" I mean, were were these just like him releasing this information? Was it was it random or did something like come up in the cases cuz it it's it's almost like, well, I mean, at the press conference, he said, "I'm 100% innocent." I didn't do any of this stuff. And then now it's just like, okay, well. Which led to him getting two more plaintiffs to file a lawsuit. Yeah, so. they,
2: I call that the two-point
1: conversion. They pulled the a two-point conversion.
3: <laughs> Jeez, we, I'm sorry about interrupting you there.
1: No.
3: <laughs> no, geez, um,
1: that's
2: <laughs> oh, I-, I thought you were going to go to Johnny Depp. I thought we were going to talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I, I don't
3: know. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. If we're going to talk about that, this is almost the exact opposite kind of case. The The side who's changed their position a lot is Deshaun Watson's team. Deshaun Watson in the beginning said, I never even had sex with any of these women. And now it's that's changed. And that's in his answer. That's in his answer that he filed when these, these cases were initially filed back in, like, a year ago. That's and now good. he's had to admit <laughs> that he's had sex with a few of them. And, again, now we're getting more of them coming out. And we also... Oh, the other weird one is with Plaintiff 23... We know that they reached out to her back when these cases were filed. So basically, Busby and Harden's team and Deshawn's team did some background research. They said, well, we don't know who filed cases, right? So, Deshawn, give us your phone. Give us all the information for all the people you've seen in the last you know, two years or whatever that were massage therapists who gave you massages that maybe could maybe be filing these lawsuits. And they took out Plaintiff 23 to dinner. Well, the other thing is Deshawn Watson failed to turn over his DMs, his Instagram, and his cell phone after saying, oh, I deleted my Instagrams after meeting with these people and I and I changed over cell phones so I don't have any of that information. It's coincidence. It's just coincidence. Yeah, but then what's going to end up happening is, is and this actually happened in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp, oh, almost happened. This was a big case. This is a big part of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial is that Johnny Depp turned over his phone. Amber Heard did not. Yeah, yeah, And they almost had. They had a motion for sanctions on it, where they were allowed to. Um, they there was a really big discussion as to whether they should have been allowed to in, uh, include uh, uh, jury instructions to say one side prejudiced the other party because you failed to turn over Glad evidence. And then there's also again you can you can find them there there's sanctions it's like it's like being in the NFL at that point um, where you can go ahead and find them for not doing the things that they're supposed to be doing that could be a big issue here where uh, hey you didn't turn over your cell phone but we now know that you reached out to this plaintiff right here. And we know that you. By the way, your attorneys took her out to dinner. Do you, do you think it was better than a McDonald's meal? No offense to McDonald's, but I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I have, have the enough. name of the restaurant. I can pull that up. Actually, wait a second.
1: Hang <laughs> on. The name of the restaurant.
3: <laughs> well, all I'm, it, it no, was, I'm, all I'm trying hang on. to say. Is, I got yeah. it right on top because it's around top of my list. Uh, it is. Um, oh, Eddie V's Prime Seafood. So it wasn't cheap. I don't think unless yeah. Eddie V's is not a good. See anybody in Texas? Like shout shout us out. Let us know. Eddie V's is a good place. Walter, my oh, yeah. point my point was this. Uh, the point was this. Her meal, like most of my meals,
2: don't don't have a number in front of them. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a number, like you know. Like, so it's a high class meal. You know, mine's like the number one from McDonald. You know what I'm saying? We get. I'm sure. I'm sure that. I'm sure that number twenty three. She, she didn't have a number in front of her meal. That's all I'm saying.
3: No, I'm sure it wasn't. But I but I think the point of that was more to do do like they were trying to. A, see if she filed a lawsuit, which that's okay, like it's a little weird, because if you know that she's represented, which they don't, so they had the argument of we don't know she's represented, but there becomes kind of ethical issues when you deal with unrepresented people and then also People who are represented by an attorney, for instance, if you are represented mm. by an attorney, yeah, no and I'm in direct conflict with you, mm. I'm not allowed mm. to talk to you at all, and that could—that's actually a big ethical violation. So, not saying that they—they they thought that they clearly were like we're doing our due diligence. We don't know. We don't think so. Um, but like you said, like you know, they took her out to dinner. They were trying to do. They wined and dined her. They wined yeah. and dined her.
0: So, so yeah, they, well, they were trying um, to say
3: like don't don't come out and say anything negative.
0: Yeah. So um for. I'm just going to pull on Michael Scott right here. Um, So I'm just going to ask this as a curious Browns fan. Explain to me this like I'm a five-year-old. Is this going to end up good or is this going to
3: end up very bad? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> That's a loaded question
2: for us. <laughs> it could be a year
3: that he suspended. It could be six weeks. It could be we have no clue. It could be that they put him on the – now that we have two more people who came forward, could be the commissioner's exempt list, it, especially if one of them files criminal charges and they hadn't filed criminal charges previously. Um, and if especially now that we have this awareness to the, the prosecutor having this relationship with – uh, Rusty Harden. Which, by the way, I'll get Rusty Harden and Tony Busby confused thirty two thousand times. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a, yeah right. Yeah. right. Yeah. two names that come off like cartoon characters. Two names. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I don't think
1: sorry, Rusty's name kind of, like ridiculous. You're you're walking in there as a lawyer, and your name's Rusty. Like, just just don't Rusty, oh.
3: Rusty Harden and Busby. Like, by the way, if you look at his website, no bees on the website. There's none. I'm, I'm offended. There's no bee theme. Nothing. Be <laughs> not even a little play with it. Not thing. even... It's the bee movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just, like, bees everywhere. Just have, like, a bee in a lawyer outfit. Arguing before the judge. <laughs> I'll make them buzz off. <laughs> but there you go. Like, Rusty. Like I, Like I. Yeah, these names are, like, very cartoonish. It sounds like, like a character they would have came up with in Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I don't like this is what like this is what Peter Griffin would have used as his attorney. Ah, Rusty versus Tony Busby. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, the names are going to get confusing no matter what, because you're going to be like <laughs> these names don't sound real. Like, But again, it's uh, as far as what are the consequences? Mm-hmm. I would still put it very unlikely that he gets criminally recharged um, again, because first off, like I said before, indecent assault seemed like the most applicable charge. There is a two-year statute of limitations on misdemeanors in texas we're coming up to the end of a lot of those that's why you're going to see anybody who still has a civil case start filing now um so like that's why plaintiff 23 and 24 filed also because their statute of limitations would be coming up in the next couple of months um, on the civil cases and the criminal cases. So, because uh, the civil and criminal uh, for both uh, like this kind of case would be two years, both for the indecent assault charge and for the, the, the civil litigation uh, uh, personal injury uh, intentional tort charge. They are both two-year statute of limitations. Uh, but there's still some of them that still have time. And if they didn't come forward before and they wanted to file a criminal complaint now, they still have that time um, I'm not sure how that would go. It could go to it can go widely different ways. He could settle them all tomorrow and be like, "Here's 22 million dollars because the Browns paid me all this money. Hmm. Uh, it's all guaranteed and just go away." And then they all go away and they all made millions of dollars because Deshaun Watson had some very weird kinks, apparently. Like at minimum, at minimum, it's like, uh, "Why are you doing this?" Because there's, there's, there's at least some kind of like he wanted it. Maybe he was hoping that it, like they were just gonna do it with them, uh, you know. Whatever it is, it's just like you know what, You're, that's what you paid for. You got two hundred thirty million dollars. Throw twenty two million dollars at it and be done. That's that's the only thing I could argue for him is he's gonna throw twenty five million dollars at them to go away, and that's what he's got to do. Um, so that's the that's the good news, right? He's got twenty five million to give them. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah,
2: Jimmy Haslam
3: made sure of that for yeah, you guys. That's so a good thing. yeah, oh, like that's the one green light at the end of the tunnel. What's the NFL going to do is the other question. And the NFL might... But there's also a couple of them now who have been like, we we take this as an issue of... We know at least with a couple of them, they're like, this isn't about the money. He still hasn't learned his lesson. He's running around saying he did nothing wrong. Instead of, like I said before, he shut up and didn't say anything. Like, yeah. he would be in so much of a better place. His attorney would have shut up and not said anything. He would have been in a better place. Um, so, again... And that's the thing that's always going to screw you is when you say things, people, you know, it's the, it's, yeah, yeah. Anybody's ever watched Law and Order. You, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That also works in civil court, too. It's called statement by party opponent. So all of a sudden you say something and they're like, well, Deshaun, we heard you said this on the, the media that you didn't do anything wrong, but uh, you don't think uh, this was not doing anything wrong? So I, I, I think the NFL is going to start looking at this and being like, all right, like either settle this now, and you got till the end of this month to figure it out, or we're gonna bring the hammer. Now, whatever that hammer is, could be only ten games, could be a whole season, could be that they put him on the commissioner's exemplist. There could be a dozen different things that they do. It didn't sound like they were into the commissioner exemplist issue. Like they were kind of moving away from that. But now I think they realize like, oh, there's more of these lingering out there. And just because the grand jury came back no bill, there's not double jeopardy on a grand jury charge. Yeah, right, yeah, you're right. So they could recharge him. There could, you know, especially if they felt like, especially for sexual assault, that has a much longer statute of limitations. So that can linger a little bit longer. If there's any of them that they really feel like they have a good case for sexual assault. Um like I said, indecent assault seemed like the more applicable charge, because there there was about a lot of them that fell into that category where uh, whether you're talking about releasing fluids on people or touching them with a certain appendage, which is what seems to be consistent through a lot of these complaints. Um, yes, I'm trying to be very... very uh, not, not very graphic, everybody. I did one video on this, and trying not to be graphic about this became almost comical. Like, it was... You ever do a video on TikTok? You're not allowed to say certain words. It just became literally me using 32 euphemisms. But yeah, so I, like I said, it's the, the euphemisms that you'd have to use to describe some of these. Some of them are a lot more lighter, and the, I think my issue that I'm noticing through these is that there is a not just a pattern of conduct, but the masseuses got less and less um, technically experience. It went from the first, like if you look at the time frame, not from when they filed, but from when these things happened. It went from a massage therapist who was actually worked with other professionals and had dealt with other professional, like football players and athletes, to makeup artists and (laughs) physical trainers and, like, people who had no massage therapy license. I'm
2: with my hands. I'm dainty. I'm very dainty, but I think I'm pretty good.
3: Shave will put a wig on you. Deshaun will reach out to you in 10 minutes. uh, Yeah. It really has gotten to the weird thing of, like, what's going on here, dude? Like, what were you doing, and why did they get worse? Like, if anything, if I'm going through these weird channels, I would think they would at least be getting better if there was something, like, above board. Like I said, it might just be that he had a weird kink and that he didn't mean anything by it. And, I, you know, there's, like, levels of things here. Like, maybe he didn't, you know, sexually assault somebody. But, you know, maybe what he did was still some kind of improper conduct. There's a range of activities that have happened in this that are alleged. And... The one thing I keep coming back to is it's a lot of different activity that is like all very similar. And it's not it's like I said, the indecent assault probably would have been the best charge if you were going to bring a charge against him criminally. Um, He could still the other thing that came up as a discussion. I don't know if this will ever happen. There was an investigation by the FBI. There's discussion as to whether the FBI was investigating him or one of the plaintiffs. Yeah, um, I heard that for laundering or something, or trying to
2: like, inv- like trying to extort money or something.
3: So one of the plaintiffs, so again, I know, none of us will know, because to be honest, the FBI, if they're calling Busby, they're probably saying we're looking into Deshaun Watson. If they're calling Rusty, they're saying we're looking, right, into, exactly. the, we're looking into the plaintiff, yeah. because yeah. you're going to work with us better. You're going to listen yeah. to us. Oh, wait a second. Oh, we're looking into one of them. Yeah. So we don't know. So there is, but there was both the discussion. I know which plaintiff it is, because she was actually one of the earlier ones to file, and it's in Deshaun Watson's answer um, about that particular plaintiff that there was discussions of, and th- actually that was a weirder thing too is I, I haven't seen that much like factual input put into an answer it might just be a Texas thing um, because usually when you do an answer in most states and at the federal level it's you file the complaint and then uh, you know the other side files their answer and usually how they respond to the complaint is admit, admit, admit deny, deny, deny you could say, I'm denying everything in there. Uh, and then you can maybe have a counterclaim. I don't... Deshaun Watson's not filing any counterclaims here because I don't <laughs> he wants none of that craziness. Um, and also, there's nothing to counterclaim for. Like, in the reality of it. Uh, unless the one woman was actually extorting him, which, if she was, I think he would have maybe included something in there about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the, only alleg- that's the only real strong argument for Deshaun Watson that's also one of the the few that sounded like an essay charge that maybe would have been successful. So that was the one with... Um, there was an oral element to it. Uh, I'm not going to go into deeper detail. Uh, but it, it was one that, like, if you read it, it comes off very dark. It's very disturbing. And... It... it but that's also one where there's the discussion of in the answer the potential extortion claim. And I, I don't know. I you know, that's this is one of the things we won't know until somebody releases that information to us. The depositions, the reason why Jenny Varentes was able to write what she was able to write is because one side, probably the plaintiffs, released the depositions over to Jenny Varentes and she reviewed them. Same thing with, uh, you know, as far as getting the information for the grand jury, she sent an Oprah request to, you know, uh, Harris County, uh, uh, Harris County's uh, prosecutor's office, a couple of other places. And she probably got some documents back. She probably got some of the phone records between the prosecutor and Rusty Harden. So we know from what her work was. On it. But that's the only way we're going to find anything out unless, you know, unless I go ahead and start sending out Oprah requests to places yeah. in Texas. In which case, now now it's going to become well, that's a lot of extra effort and work. I, reading these petitions was hard enough. They're, like I said, yeah. I'm only halfway through them. And I'm like, this is like, this is exhausting, man. Why do you, why 60, why so many? Could you have like spaced them out? Oh, <laughs> like, stick to one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah no. Well, on on that note as big as a headache that we have with this whole situation we do have training camp this week so i wanted to take some time here and talk about you know standouts who you're looking for um you, you know interesting storylines um and to do like two apiece christian i know that you had some uh, one of the players that we talked about before going live so i, I want to start with you here uh, who are you looking for This week. So,
0: I'm looking for Jed Wills. I mean, there's been a lot of hate on my man. Um, He didn't have the grace year two. He showed some promise in year one. Um, He's going into his third year. He's going to be 23 years old. My boy from Lexington, Kentucky, got big hopes for him this year. We really need him to be the blind side for whoever's going to be playing quarterback for us this year, whether it's Brissett, whether it's Dobbs, whether it's Watson if he gets to play this year. After all that earlier, I don't know. It's making me lose hope on that. But, uh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> well, uh, don't
3: know. we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Um, but whoever like I said, it he's is, got a lot of money now. Yeah, Throw all true. the money. Yeah. But, uh, I think Wills, he's get, hes not been on social media. If you guys notice, it looks like he's kind of locked in. Okay. Year three in Bill Callahan's O-line scheme. He's going to take
3: that leap. He's also not doing as many commercials anymore because Baker Mayfield's not going to be there, so...
1: That's gonna be awkward. I wonder I wonder what they're gonna do there.
3: Um you know maybe it's just thing. gonna be Jed Wills on the commercials. Now he's moved in. <laughs> it's repossessed. <laughs> Baker's like, here you to have the lease. So I'm he's running out. the book club now. He's running the book club. <laughs> yeah, not for nothing. I would take that one. I would take that yeah. watching Jed Wills' book club. Do You think <laughs> they give it to Barney?
1: What's your what's your second one? Second one? hmm
0: Wrong way. This guy right here, Kareem Hunt. The Cleveland I boy. Think he, All right. The Cleveland man. Um, running back number two, Kareem Hunt. He got that dog in him. Uh, he ain't got no heart. He got a dog in there. He <laughs> going boom, 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 boom. And he's going boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> and, um, I mean, once he went down last year, you kind of saw that riff in the offense. I think he's – when Nick Chubb ain't, like, I mean, I'm not saying Nick Chubb ain't always going to have it, but, like, I mean, going back to the Bears and the Texans games, like, I mean, he wasn't getting it. You throw Cream in there, he's jumping and floating over top of people, and then Nick Chubb always does his thing in the fourth. Well, they
1: just, so, they yeah. give him those red zone touches, and uh, like, oh, yeah. and I've said this many times, you know, Cream Hunt was, before he went down, he was the offensive MVP, and since he came into the league, um, so if you look at His total games and Nick Chubb's total games and total TDs, Kareem Hunt has, like, several more. And that's just simply because, I I mean, he's too good out of the backfield running routes. Um, One of the first days in OTAs, uh, Nathan Zaguro from Cleveland Browns Daily um, immediately pointed out some of those angle routes that he's running out of the backfield. Um, So, yeah, I I really, I really, really want to see Kareem Hunt this year and healthy. Um, now for my two, my first one, um, is somebody that's jumped off the page that, that a lot of you have been talking about John Johnson. Um, now I thought he started off kind of Rocky. Um, you know, last year he was coming into a new defense. He had to wear the green dot and, and, uh, you know, communicate and call the, call the plays in from the sideline. So. You know, struggled a little bit, but I thought he finished pretty well. Um, it dug into some of his stats here, and he allowed a 58% completion percentage, and he was a seven. It was a 70 passer rating when targeted. So you, you know, a, a lot of people talk about him as a box safety, but I do think that he's our best coverage safety that we have on the team. And you need a center fielder back there. Um, you, you know, especially. When you have guys like Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpa that play a little bit better towards the line of scrimmage, somebody has to play on the back end. Um, And the second one is a guy, now, I'm still not sure if he's going to make the team, but they gave him a solid flyer here, undrafted free agent Isaiah Weston. Um, Now, fun fact about him, now, he is from the University of Northern Iowa, a little bit smaller school, but... He was second in all of college football last year with 23.9 yards per catch. There was only one other player. Um, So he, and, you know, of course somebody's first argument is going to say, well, you know, he comes from a smaller school. Well, his biggest game was against North Dakota State, where he had a 180 yards um, and a touchdown, one of which came off of a 69-yard bomb. So, um, you know, he's got a big frame, six four, ran a 4440, um, and that's what this wide receiver need. Wide receiver corps needs, you know, they need um, somebody to take take the top off on the defense, to stretch the field a little bit. Um, and with the question mark that is Anthony Schwartz, not saying that he won't take that leap, but you know, you want to have multiple guys for that role just in case of that fail-safe. So, um, you know, John Johnson and Isaiah Wesson are my two guys. Ed, what do you got for us?
2: Well, I, I got confused because I, exactly what the question was because uh, when Christian said Jedrick Wills, I'm just, you know, just sorry. It's just my thing. I, look, it's just it's the whole thing with the, the people that don't actually touch the football. I think, you know, i just sorry. I always, oh, that's fair. Okay, I, I
3: was wondering if you were, just had issues with his cankles.
2: I I keep getting rolled up. I mean, we can we can talk after (laughs) we're done with the show, and we might actually agree uh, (laughs) on that
3: issue. Um, but my I'm a big Jed Wills fan. I apologize. I didn't mean to lean into like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and knock them. But, but you I, had I, I fun, you had fun with me. You had fun making fun of them with me. That shows you oh, I make funny. fun of everybody, dude. That's, that's my favorite part of football. I get to make fun of everybody. It's like, what are they going to do? Find me in Jersey? <laughs> 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 people? Oh, I'm going to have to come to Jersey. Oh, i got to hide behind the Giants. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not a, a Browns. I'm a Giants. So what are you talking about? That's
1: right.
3: Oh,
2: just you have Plausible deniability, but my two guys, my two guys are going to be uh, DPJ and Schwartz, and here's why.
1: Well, there we go. we, we like talked
2: that. about Fuller. We get- talked about getting all these guys that can come in and stretch the field. Now I think with Njoku, that's to stretch the field, and hopefully they'll do that. Uh, so I think those guys, because we always talk about who's going to step up and be that true number two in a perfect world, in a perfect cap world, in a perfect everything for the Cleveland Browns, if DPJ, a six-round pick, because I think sometimes too much pressure on the kid. Who was a six-round pick? Schwartz was a third-round pick. So really, when it comes to the pressure of performing at the position, I mean, DPJ, I mean, come on. Let's cut him Now, I will say next year, we're going to find out what he's truly made of, even if it's Jacoby Brissett or whoever the quarterback is, because I think in this new Stefanski system, um, I, I think that we're going to run, with, especially with Mari Cooper, the way he runs routes, and, and I think with Bell, they, they just run such such routes that, that 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 are so different than what other NFL teams can do because of like the the verticalness of them, the horizontal, like how Kareem Hunt catches balls out the backfield, why he's so good. We have wide receivers that you know whether you want to call him a one or this or that, I don't want to argue. Mari Cooper is going to be a one in our system because of the things he can do. David Bell's going to be one of the best wide receivers as a rookie. You know why? Better than Olave and all those guys and stuff like that. Here's why: the routes that they're going to run, it's 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 in the system. It Really is, especially wide receivers. Look at look at New England with with Edelman and, uh, and and West Welker and stuff like that. Not the most gifted wide receivers, but if you can just run those routes, and especially with a, with the you know a fantastic quarterback in Deshaun Watson when he finally eventually hits the field. But those are my two guys. We have got to step it up because I don't I don't want to have to go out and spend more capital on a free agent wide receiver or somebody or trade for one. I think there's enough guys. There's enough athletes in the wide receiver room. Now I just need them to go out and perform, and hopefully they'll do that.
3: I agree.
1: All right, Walter. um, Who do you got here?
3: Uh, I want to see what's going on with Jack Conklin. I don't know if he's going to be here ready or not because that's the thing. I thought I saw a report that he was on track,
1: but I don't know if Correct. Uh, because so, they interviewed him the other day. Um, so yeah.
3: Well, there's an interview? God
1: damn Well, they interviewed <laughs> Kevin Sapansky and he said that um that Jack Conklin oh, okay. was on track with his uh with his physical therapy, so he will be will be ready. Now when that is, I don't know, but they're saying that he's on track. So I guess it's a good thing, right?
3: Because that's a that's a big deal. Like missing Conklin, right. I think after you know, when you look at all the injuries to the offensive line last year. Conklin was another one that was like, yeah, that's a big one, especially the injury he's coming off of. Um, I mean, you named three of the wide receivers. I think Harrison Bryant, and wanting to know what his role is in this new offense. Now that they don't have Austin Hooper, um, it looks like, I saw some video today that they're running a little bit more pistol. Uh, Yes. Are they going to run a lot of, like, 11 personnel more? Are they going to try and stick with the 12 personnel but run out of pistol, kind of like what they do with Lamar Jackson down in Baltimore? I'm very intrigued because... I don't know. Like I'm just I, actually Stefanski. That's where I want to know. I want to know what he's doing with this offense because we we now have an offense that clearly you were going to adapt to Watson. Um, There's a reason why they went out and got Dobbs. There's a reason why they went out and got Brissett, and they they went into this offseason with the intention. After they traded for Watson, they said full reset. We're not keeping anybody who's similar, who like, we're not keeping the old scheme together. Like, we're not making an effort to keep the old team together, whether it was Jarvis, Hooper, Baker, Treader. They, mm-hmm. they said, full reset. You know, we need the money anyway. We're, we're signing big money contracts for big money dudes. How are you adapting this offense to fit what Watson fits well and what the rest of the other QBs that are going to be in that room fits well? Which is why I never really quite got the uh, like understanding of Baker's going to go into this offseason. They might, they might keep Baker and they might play him. Why? You went ahead and you added three other quarterbacks. You literally don't have enough room in the QB room. You're gonna have to have Baker exactly. sitting like sit in an ancillary not room by yourself, being like, I feel this is like segregation now. I'm <laughs> it's, it's though. I'm in the I'm in the ancillary QB room. What's going on here? Practice squad player? What's going on? Should I just join the wide receivers and they just hang out with people who didn't like me last year? What's going on? <laughs> So there's so as far as going in which direction they should all go, I I, I, I I'm always interested in offensive line because that's been uh, you actually I think Mac tweeted this earlier talked about the 2014 offensive line, that was such a brilliant year where they had Alex. By you look at the name on that: Betonio, Mac, Thomas, Schwartz. All guys to up becoming major money guys in the NFL. Literally, one dude on that team was a jag, and that was John Greco. <laughs> right. One of the best <laughs> names. Greco. He should have gotten an insurance commercial. Well,
1: well that, man, that that season was like, nuts. Like yeah. they, they had that they hey. had that offensive line. Um, they had a three headed running back room with Ben yeah, Tate, and Tate. Who, ended up, oh. uh, who ended up getting taken over by Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell. Um, and if anybody has any information about what. Terrence West or Isaiah Crowell is currently doing. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Like these were these were kind of low level guys, and they were rushing Walmart for like, a total of like 200 Looking yards. A for... game, and they blew out the sneak. They in the the last. I, it was. Well,
0: I remember I, being at the at the Cincinnati no game pardon. in Cincinnati, 2014, uh, oh, when they went in there and oh, kicked Cincinnati's pardon. tail, man. I remember the not, not the Manziel game.
1: Oh, not the, the game. No, where, where oh, it was, no. I, they
3: all ran for, like, either 100 yards or multiple touchdowns. Yeah. All three yeah. of and them. Like, it was one of the craziest running backs. Like, we didn't even need a quarterback. This is all Buster we need. Was screens. The offensive line these three running backs.
0: I remember Buster Screens had two picks, and the first pass by Andy Dalton was a pick by, uh, I want to say it was Craig Robinson, Robertson, or whatever, however you say his last name. Yeah. And dude, that place Craig Robertson, nuts. yeah. Dude, it was so funny because you got to see all the, the fur weather Bengals fans. That like was lead, the highlight like of the
2: once you no, won that for game, sure, for sure. That was the what last was year before, like four. the Browns really went. Yeah, and three. no, you didn't <laughs> win a game after that, Mac. They didn't win a game after that, Christian. They went yeah. seven and four after they won that game. They went finished seven and nine.
0: Yeah, that. No, was. they won one more. That was they went to six,
1: and, oh, and then they a, beat okay, Atlanta in Atlanta.
2: Seven. Oh, that the That's right, twenty-six, twenty-four. The
3: comeback.
1: Yeah,
3: the comeback. Yep.
1: Wow. Oh, and that was yeah. What a, waste was a good season. year. So here, here,
3: here. You want to talk well, about the like, offensive line is uh, is very important. At least it has yeah. been for Cleveland. With Watson, it might not be. Because that, that that's one of those things you have to key in on is you traded for this guy, you gave him a big money contract. Then you gave him that money be, and like again, you look at what he had in in Houston, he also held the ball for a really long time in Houston. That was part of what made him kind of good. Is that he was able to like extend the play, see the field. The offensive line shouldn't be a key thing here anymore. So, how are they going to? Like, you know, the guys who they do have that they kept in the building, Harris. How's Harris going to do? Conklin. I'm now naming multiple names. Give me two, and I, I, I said Stefanski. I'm just name dropping. You're two for two, I'm like, going to prove You're that I actually watch this team
1: at this point. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up um, is Pat McAfee had Ian Rappaport on his show today. And they just broke the Vegas odds again. Now, they just randomly shifted. Um, The Browns were at plus 200. Now they're plus 270. Um, And the other one that changed was the Ravens went from plus 200 to plus 160. Um, Now, I don't know whether or not that is due to the information with Deshaun Watson and Vegas thinks, hey, you know, he might get suspended more than we initially thought. Or Lamar Jackson came back into the building, which is, again, super interesting. Nobody's talking about, but Lamar's contract is still on the table. He's not yet signed, and he's playing into this fifth year. So, um, you you know, I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Christian, I'll start with you.
3: I love
0: it. Because Lamar's just out there chilling. He's just like, you know what? I ain't worried about it. He knows he's going to Miami next year.
2: You think next so? Year.
0: Oh yeah, he's gone, dude. Yeah, he staying. Gone. He's gone.
2: I'm. A, I'm gonna keep it short, Mac, and say he gone. He's gonna have, uh, you know, uh, what, Tyreek Hill in uh, Miami next year. South Beach, bringing the heat. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like it as, as a Cavs fan and as, as a Cleveland fan. Miami, the, you know, the Marlins back in '97. It, it just seems like those people down there, they don't, they don't, it's not, they don't, it's not they don't appreciate their teams. But when you're in a finals game and you got fans leaving before the game's over, with you know, I don't know, maybe they don't appreciate it as much. So you know, they probably will get Lamar. But the, I think Lamar's like uh, Vince, Vince Young. I think his better days are behind him. I think, I mean, I don't think he's gonna have the flame out quite as bad as Vince Young did. But I don't know. I, I, I go, go ahead, go down to Miami. The ones the Cleveland Browns. We playing for the AFC Championship in the upcoming years. It'll be Kansas City, Buffalo. You know what I'm saying with with Allen and um, Mahomes. So I don't know. I mean, g- good luck, Lamar. Great weather down there. I hope you enjoy South Beach. I mean, so uh, good luck. And plus, I don't have to see him, Baltimore kicking our butts because as much as I'm talking crap about Lamar, he does he does beat us quite quite you know a lot. So
3: dude, I I remember that draft. I was such a Lamar fan, and when he went to Baltimore, I was like, you Giants, why didn't you guys take him, Giants? <laughs> As a fan of the Browns, the Giants just made me more annoyed at the Giants for making stupid moves. Why do you guys keep doing these things? Why do you let the Ravens get people? Uh, but actually, I think I think Lamar's there at least for another year after this because they have the franchise tag and they'll just oh, tag yeah. him. That's true. So I don't I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, what it, I, I think uh, going to Max' point though, I think that did play into it. Is he showed up? And now we don't know if Watson's going to be playing. And then there's even more ambiguity. And I think that plays into it. I also like you look at what each of those teams did this offseason. And this might be the one offseason where there's at least like areas where you feel like there might have been a downgrade in talent in certain areas, especially offensive line. Um, because you have Conklin coming off the patella tear, Harris replacing Treader. Uh, Wills were kind of in a weird we don't know zone. We have the two great guards, Batonio and Teller. Um, But generally speaking, like the wide receiver room, I, Cooper's, an, uh, Cooper's an improvement. But, you know, in the other years we had OBJ and Jarvis Landry, whether or not we knew that they were going to be what, like, what we thought they were. The perception was going in. That, oh, well, now it's going to all get fixed. Now it's all going to be. We figured it out. Now Baker and OBJ are on the same team and on the same page. And just it never clicked. Now it's you have Amari Cooper. You have you don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson is it going to be Brissett? Is it going to be Baker? I really don't think it's Baker. I, I can't imagine that one's going to come because they, just, they didn't do all this stuff. Breakhead news.
2: It's not going to be Baker.
3: Yeah. That, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That is like as many times as Ian Rapport is going to go on, uh, on McAfee's show and say, oh no, it's still a possibility. It's, like there's no way that's a possibility because Baker's going to show up and be like all right, like wh- really? Like I'm going to bring my own masseuses. Okay. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for the troll attitude to kick in and he's just going to be like all right do you guys mind if i order my own massage therapist to come in here what that's wrong what's going on here doing interview like oh you you guys thought one podcast was bad where i barely talked about being on the browns wait till i do all the podcasts so <laughs> i don't know if that's a good idea like that's there's a reason why they excuse him from mandatory uh, mini camp. But, yeah, Lamar Jackson coming back absolutely played into it. I think that was the key thing there is the ambiguity between those two situations switched. And Lamar Jackson, just that athleticism. And also, again, like I said earlier, it's what they did this offseason, what they're getting back. Uh, Humphrey's coming back healthier. Uh, I think they they still have Peters there. So we'll see what happens if Peters comes back to full health and is good, too. Um, you know, you have a second year of Oway. Uh and he looked good last year so again like it shows that athleticism as an, a defensive end is really important and then you have uh they drafted Hamilton I mean yeah. literally their draft was probably one of the better drafts in the this draft class which is kind of the downside for if you're a Browns fan is you look at the Browns draft class which wasn't bad but missing a first round pick doesn't help you <laughs> like, But and they're missing three so it's, at this point it's like well and then they traded it down in the second round it's where this was a very shallow da- draft class it felt like at least in my perception as far as like it like whereas the two years prior it felt like there was a lot more talent like into the third round when we got to the third round I'm like oh I got Winfrey's fun Perry on Winfrey's cool idea that's uh, a dog. another another sub 300 pound d tackle but that's gonna be what they they like to target because they want to rush the passer and they want to get one of these guys to finally work so take one every year and that's fine. Like, take one in the third, fourth round, see if one of them develops, and there you go. That's not a bad process. Be cheap on the D tackle front. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, the reason why the. <laughs> I
2: do that all the time, Walter. It's, it's, it's just keep going. It's all good.
3: Oh, no. You should see me when I went on um the, the Browns <laughs> Huddle podcast, which is now the Yard Dogs podcast. The one time I went on there, I was back when Jason Hand was just doing the show. I spoke for two and a half hours. He, I think he spoke for 15 minutes. And he's like, that was a mess. <laughs> I didn't have to say a word. You just don't shut up. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just. Bo- I, I don't want to say anything All right. Where's Walter? And then, there you go. So, <laughs> like, hit the play button. It was literally, I think it was like last It was a year ago. In March. This is the first time I went on it, and he's like, "This was a I I literally didn't have to say anything. This was and then we talked for an hour afterwards too. So yeah, that, just, yeah, he's like, "You don't shut up, man.
1: It's amazing." But <laughs> you just so go. I have um, to. I have to ask. I'm. I'm curious. Just to. Just to wrap it up here. Um, you know, so you live, you practice law in New Jersey, right? And you live in the New York, New Jersey area, correct? Yeah, I live about thirty
3: minutes from Meadowlands. I probably so should be a Jets fan by by just so where I am.
1: A Browns fan.
3: Uh, I I became a football fan late in life, and I didn't want to become a fan of the Jets or the Giants because I didn't want to be a fan of a team that played in New Jersey that called themselves New York. Which explains why I'm not a fan of those two teams. It doesn't explain the other 30 teams in the NFL. Um, (laughs) I I was looking around at the time, and I'm like, well, what's a team that, like, really feels like it doesn't have anything going for it? Because at the time, the Seahawks were big. And I'm like, I like the colors of the Seahawks, but I feel like I'm a bandwagon fan. At the time, the Patriots are big. But again, bandwagon fan. I'm like, the Browns, on the other hand. No one's accusing me of being a bandwagon fan if I choose the Browns. (laughs) <laughs> and it worked out for the beginning part of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, listen, Owen. I sat through Owen sixteen. I I've been through the Hugh Jackson years. I don't think anybody could accuse you of being a bandwagon fan if you chose Hugh Jackson as your head coach. <laughs> and You're yeah, like, oh, I, okay, I sus- Hugh
2: Jackson Walter. I, I sustain that. That's sustained.
3: Sustain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, you definitely get your badge badge of honor there. If you, <laughs> oh, yeah. if
3: the Good years, through. though. It was, it was almost more fun being a Browns fan because you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, eventually it'll come to an end. Eventually they'll fire Hugh Jackson, right? They traded all these draft picks. They got us all these picks. Eventually it was going to get fixed at some point. Eventually. eventually. Well, you never it, had it to it wait. Took, in it draft. took a year longer than it should have. <laughs>
2: a half a year at least, a half a year longer.
3: Yeah, yeah they should have fired him at when they fired Tashi uh, yeah. Brown. That should have just been a clean yeah. sweep. Yep. But
2: even still. I mean, they still would have messed it up, probably some way, shape, or form. So, what is it? Yeah,
3: well, you'll get who John Dorsey hired to be the head coach. It was Freddie Kitchens. And then yeah, we out, that was the worst. I, I know. So ever. It, it didn't matter. It didn't I
1: matter. mean, if to, it, like on the on the surface area, like the Freddie Kitchen hire was was fun, right? You know, it was it was Baker's offensive coordinator. You know, and he said all these great things. And the you, you know, you wanted to grab a beer at, with him after practice, but it's just it's just kind of nutty because you you knew that he wasn't like. The best candidate, but you also didn't know that he was drawing up plays in practice that he would never call in games, ooh, ooh. and like that was bad.
0: Well, <laughs> you finally got you finally got to see a good offense in Cleveland, yes. in Baker's rookie year, and then you were just like, "We can't let this guy go." We finally saw some flourish. We we finally got a quarterback, and then like we gotta hire him I'll to give him whatever he wants.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Williams, I don't care. Come get some. Exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know he would eventually fail up, but you know, what? I love personalities, and and Greg Williams had one, and uh, wherever you at, Greg Williams, thanks for that five and three finish, and, and you know, what I'm saying, hey, you you. you cleaned up hugh jackson's crap unfortunately we just refilled that pile with some freddy kitchens for a year
3: so here's the Game problem with the freddy kitchens hire. the idea was to keep some consistency on offense and that made sense to a degree because we saw baker mayfield play well that year when he took mm. over the play calling the downside was they got rid of everybody else on the coaching staff mm. like well, and ken zampanese else.
1: who was the qb yeah. coach yes, and it was his and- playbook
3: yeah, well, and that was the key thing. And I remember uh, Bob Wiley going on a show talking about that. Yeah, he was mad time, too. People were like Bob Wiley, mad. the old line coach, sitting there being all crotchety. And then, like, oh. now you look back, and I'm like, Bob Wiley had the deets, man. He was the he yeah. Had the <laughs> said hut that's it he was like Zampezi was the was the real orchestrator I don't know why they gave uh, Kitchens the job and now we found out that was kind of the case they should have at least kept <laughs> Zampezi at that yep. point yep,
0: yeah Jeez, that which bad. I mean Freddie gave us probably the best line ever if you don't wear orange and brown you don't matter you don't matter that was probably my favorite like, line I've ever heard from a head coach I,
1: I so. matter tonight yeah, <laughs> we to make everything about you, dude. We, we had such a great show. You know, we covered tons of the, topics. Uh, Walter, <laughs> I
2: tried. I tried. You've been such a great guest. I tried to just you know hide this, but I just I had to it came out tonight.
0: Well, the world revolves around Ed. That's just how yeah. it is. Just accept it, Mac. And Walter, if, you
2: have, if, if you didn't get enough of me, I'll be yeah. on the Barking Browns tomorrow night eight o'clock, and then the Dog Chug ten o'clock on Wednesdays.
3: Awesome. Thank you. You've been awesome. Oh, so, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Anytime you guys want, I, 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 I just like talking. I don't shut up. So anytime you guys are like, you don't, we need to book somebody who doesn't shut up. Maybe knows something about this more going on the Watson thing, uh, yeah. or just like as rambles. Hit me up. I'm always. Uh, I'm not always available, but uh, other than, but I'm available generally. Like, that. but again, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the the inclusion.
1: Walter, where can the audience find you?
3: uh twitterverse i'm at b-r-o-j-o death is in the end of life punch like a delicious drink you drink in the summer uh very easy to remember i have no idea why it's still my name on twitter and all my stuff all these years it's just a, a throwback to a friend of mine but uh i i uh, i do stuff on the youtube uh if you type in brojo death punch or draft vice on anything you'll probably find my name somewhere. The, Draft and then vice, uh, like vice is in, like, oh, I can't believe I do all this drafting. <laughs> um, and, and again, I also do a like a football, uh, I do a legal commentary stuff called Punk Law 101. Um, I used to do more podcasting with that, but generally speaking, when I just come up with an idea and like a subject matter that I talk about, I just stick it under a moniker. So it's like Draft Picks all the football stuff, and then like Punk Law is all the legal stuff, and then the stuff with Sean Watson is going to be like I'm going to get in trouble somehow. I don't, <laughs> just, people are going to find out where I live. It's yeah. like, but uh, no, other than that, I'm usually on the YouTubes, the Instagrams, all the all of the, the 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 TikToks. the The TikTok's been doing what really. I did one video on TikTok, and people really like it. It's about the the 24th Deshaun Watson case, apparently. Uh, by the way, that video, like I said before, you have to be very careful what you say on it, on those uh, websites. Uh, that one, people were really enjoying the euphemisms. Okay, okay. <laughs> A lot of euphemisms that for that one. But thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Thank you.
0: Thanks it's for helping that. on, man. It's great. And, uh, I think that's a great way to wrap up the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Go Browns.
1: Go Browns Go baby. Browns. Go Browns. Ready to Ready for fall. are are the the don't get on your feet cuz we are the Browns.